What's up, guys? It's Andrew Baxton on the Late Night Facts of Baxton podcast. Right now, it is currently 6.15 p.m., so it is a great time to spit out some facts and say completely 100% things. You can reach out to me at latenightfacts.gmail.com and tweet out to me on Twitter for future episode suggestions at, at latenightfacts. Look up my other podcast, the AA Podcast, on Anchor, YouTube, and Spotify. And definitely check it out and hit us up for suggestions. All right, now tonight's facts I'm going to drop. Um, I wouldn't say it's about, but... I guess you can say it's about is about on basketball, coaching, uh, how to maintain a good father son father daughter relationship, and about basketball, um, and improving a healthy spirit mind and body. And I'm here with my um, former AAU basketball coach, um, Coach DeShannon Morris. Coach D, how are you today? I'm doing well, Andrew. Thanks for having me on your podcast, man. How you doing? Good, good. Anytime, man. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm trying to um have diversity in my podcast from people in my school, um, people outside school. I actually sent some letters to celebrities that they wanted to be on my podcast, but I know that's a long shot. So but yeah, I'm <laughs> glad you can um be on it today. I'm glad you have time. Um take some time out of your day to be on my podcast today. But Absolutely, uh, man. Anything's yeah, possible, man. So don't, don't, uh, you know, I think that somebody's going to write you back and be on that, man. So anything's possible <laughs> with God, brother. You know that. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Always got so, yeah. time for you, man. Yep. <laughs> um, But yeah, I said, I did like an intro already and like I combine it with this podcast, but I did intro and I was talking, uh, introducing yourself, say you're the um, Grace Christian basketball coach in Cary, North Carolina. Um, You're the um, AU coach of Carolina Dream Chasers um, for AAU ball. Mm-hmm. Um, said too that you're a proud dad of um, two dot uh, two. Wait, is it two? One daughter and one son, right? Two daughters, or, one son. Two daughters, one son. Yeah, I was thinking that real quick. Um, and that you're a PE teacher and um, a coach and um, a good man to look up to for if you want to gain uh, more knowledge in the faith. So I did that in the intro, but yeah, I was just letting the people um, get to know who you are because mainly on my podcast, people just, it's like people in my school. So I think you're like the first podcast where okay. I have to introduce you. So yeah, it's a good thing. And that's in Raleigh too. Grace Christian is in Raleigh. Grace Christian. Grace, oh, it's in Raleigh. I thought it's it was in Raleigh. Raleigh. No, it's Raleigh. It's a oh. Raleigh address. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, I guess you learn something new every day. So yes, you do. Uh, <laughs> um, well, yeah, I guess the first question is, so it's like an open-ended question. So, like, tell me about yourself. All right. Um, cool. So, um, man, um, my name is DeShannon De- Morris. Uh, most people know me by Coach D. I've been happily married for 17 years to my best friend. Um, we have three beautiful uh, blessings. I like to call them blessings. Um, my daughter, uh, Hannah, my daughter, Kendall, and my, my little man, Colin. Um, my favorite food is pizza. You know, my favorite book is the Bible. Um, you know, um, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that was a good point about the favorite book of the Bible. I've been um, trying to read it every morning um, when I wake up, um, like the daily readings for each day. And it definitely gets me going through the day. And then whenever I have hardships throughout the day, I definitely out the bible look at some inspirational bible verses um 
that get me um, through some struggles, that get me through some hardships. But at the end, yeah, that was a great point. Favorite books of the Bible, because that's one of my favorite books of all time, too, the Bible. And I had a chance freshman year to read it all. And that was a great experience. But yeah, like going off of that, do you have like a favorite Bible verse? Yeah, I do. Um, it's uh, Philippians 4, 6. Um, okay. And it talks about not being anxious for anything. And so, you, you know, one of my favorite uh, quotes that I say all the time. Do you know, do you know what that is? Oh, uh, has to do with, with worrying or being anxious. I think, honestly, I think I forgot, coach. Yeah. Don't worry about nothing. Have you ever okay. heard me say that before? Oh, yes. I've, yes, I've heard you say that so many times now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. what most people don't know, man, is that that's a, uh, that's actually, uh, Philippians four six, but it's but it's paraphrased, right? Gotcha. And so, um, yeah, man. So, yeah, that's yeah. Actually, my favorite Bible verse is literally um, seven verses ahead of you. Mine's Philippians four thirteen, and is I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. So that Absolutely. is my my favorite Bible verse. I look at that um, every morning because. Usually I have a lot of things to do during the day, like workouts and stuff for basketball and stuff. And I know that if I approach every day without thinking about God, without thinking about Jesus, without thinking about my faith, and there's no way I can get it all done. But maybe there's a chance I can get it all done, but it'll be a lot harder and more difficult. And just you won't have like an end goal in mind. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, That is that is my favorite Bible verse. So um, another question. can you, I guess, tell the audience um, something about yourself that um, few people know? Well, um, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. I would say my nickname. Um, most people don't know my nickname, um, and it's Moo Cow. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's a cool nickname. Yeah, there you go. Yep. That's so cool just my my closest family members know that, and people back home where I'm from they know that, but most people don't know that. Gotcha. Yep. I I don't really have nicknames, but I guess. Actually, the first time I ever had a nickname was with um, joining the Dream Chasers. That's when Coach Anderson would call me Iceman. So Absolutely. That was, that was that was like the first nickname I ever got. Well, I mean, people called me Drew in middle school, but I wouldn't – I don't know if I would consider that a nickname. But then yeah, sometimes you would call me nickname. like <laughs> – Yeah, I guess I guess so, yeah. But And then sometimes you will call me like a drizzle, some, sometimes something like that. Yes, but, sir. There you go. <laughs> I remember that. Yes, sir. Um, but that's cool. I actually never knew um, that was your nickname before. So that was, that's very interesting. Yes, um, so another question is, um, what is, um, what are, what are you most proud um, of in what, of what you have accomplished? Man, um, I can't say whether it's me. I think I took, you know, took part in it. But uh, man, becoming mm-hmm. a husband, and you know, and also a father. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, receiving Christ is my my saving. So mm-hmm. those are the one accomplishments, man, that mean the most to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point you made. And I like I guess going off of that, like how do you? Because you said you have a son and two daughters. So like mm-hmm. for people out there listening, mainly it's like kids my age, little kids older. So they'll be at that time some point in the future. So but like overall, like how do you cultivate a good father son relationship? Um, man, that's another awesome question, man. Um, for, for me, it, it's, you know, it's a couple of things. And, and again, this is just my, my humble 
um, you know, um, yeah. opinion, you know what I'm saying? As far as cultivating. Um, yeah. So the first thing, man, is spending time with, with my son, right. Yeah. And teaching him all the good and not so good things um, that I have done and um, explaining to him why he should not do those. Um, yeah. And, and knowing that he'll listen to those things, man. And then, you know, I would say the, the best thing is just loving him, you know, um, being very present with them, you know, and, mm-hmm. and um, loving them through his mistakes and praying for him. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That was a good point about what you said about prayer. And like, like another um, thing that can come about prayer. I mean, uh, let me see if I can find anything in my list of questions, but um, I know I said something about um, prayer. Oh, I, I think I remember what I wrote, but like, what is your stance on like, um, the saying like families who pray together stay together because i mean i've been hearing that a lot lately like it just came that saying just came up to me recently like last week mm-hmm. and i just thought about it a lot and um i noticed that's um like really true in real life because one of my close friends um his family's going through some hard times and it's because like their parents were like slacking in their faith and they used to like pray every day as a family but then going through family times people always traveling and stuff like they don't get to pray at night as a family um every night and it's kind of sad to say but like their family's like starting to like break apart and stuff so like i know like when i heard of that saying thinking about that last week thinking about my friend and his family so i realized that's a true saying and it means a lot so yeah what is your stance on that so, man, um, great question. Sorry to hear about your friend, man. I definitely yeah. keep lifting them up. Um, mm-hmm. I think that uh, statement is very true. I think it um, is very powerful as well. Um, you know, prayer, man, when you're praying with your family and everybody's together, what it does, man, it brings everybody back to what what what, what it's truly about. And it brings everything back into focus. And so regardless of how everybody's had a bad day or things are not going right, man, you know, prayer helps bring us back into focus and gets us in line with God. Um, and so, um, and it changes us. It changes our, our perspective on things. And so it gets everybody on one accord. So that's how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I totally get you on that. Cause sometimes when we pray, um, I know with my family, like at the end, we'll, kind of we'll go on go around in a room and talk about things that are going well in our life not so that's stuff, some stuff that's um not going well in our life but sometimes it's like not deep like that not like um uh, like a therapist session something like that but just things we're grateful for and i noticed too like when we do those especially every sunday night and um during the weekdays when we're all together for dinner i could feel like when yes because i have four younger siblings and some of them are like mainly aggressive, like mainly my two younger siblings who, when I train with them outside during FaceTime audio with Levi, sometimes it would be a little trash talk and stuff when training for basketball. Like my little sister, Megan, she she gets on the way and sometimes she would trash talk to me in basketball. So like there's some tension throughout the day. But like when we sit down together at the family table, um, at the table for dinner, talk about things we're grateful for, I can see us all come together. And it seems like we all forget about our emotions throughout the day and it just eases at the dinner table when we're talking and praying together. So I totally believe that. Um, yeah. Um, but I guess moving on too. So, cause you have two daughters too. So like how, maybe that's going to be the same as a cultivating a good father son relationship, but how do you cultivate a good um, father daughter relationship? 
Um, this, um, man, it's pretty much the same way with them. Yeah. Um, the thing that I do more with them is I listen more than I talk because uh, you have, you know, and that gives them an understanding of how important their words are to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, um, and like I spending time with them and being very present, but, uh, I think the, the most important thing, um, for me, for me, and again, this is just my humble opinion is them seeing how much I love their mother. You understand what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think that that helps them to appreciate me more because yeah. they, they see me loving the, the, the person that they are most affectionate with. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I totally, that's, I totally get yeah. you on that. Yeah. And then, yeah, I was reading some articles the other day too, so I can like improve myself. So, um, God chooses to be down to the married life when I grow older that, I already have some knowledge in that, um, like reading articles and stuff. And I found like, yeah, um, for a father and, and, and you have daughters, for instance, it's like, um, right. Like it's good to talk to them about like how much you love your wife and explain, um, like how girls are kind of like not objects at all and that they're, um, God's beautiful gift and stuff too. um, God's beautiful gift. And yeah, like, and I have that same talk too, with like your son too, because so because I know, like, at a day and time, all, like, um, like the pornography and stuff and all, like, the harmful um, drugs and stuff make people think, like, girls are objects or stuff like that. Or it's just they're a body and stuff. But that's not true at all. So, like, I read, like, it's important to, like, talk to your son and daughter. Like, hey, women are not objects at all. They're God's gift. I'm in the show, your children. Like, you truly love your mother. So, because sometimes, like, drugs and pornography can war people's mindset and thinking of and views um so yeah no i totally get your point on that and yeah i was reading an article about that the other day so that's great man yeah yeah um but um moving on uh let me see i should have organized these questions by like um okay here we go so like what's the most important thing or um i guess quality of being a father um me for me man it's love you know yeah. loving and being compassionate mm-hmm. sacrifice yeah yep mm-hmm. yeah that was a good point what i mean she's like what do you mean by like sacrifice so when i say sacrifice so if, let's say that i have a dream that i'm chasing yeah. right and <laughs> it's not in unison with my family if it's going to take time away from my family even though this is something that i love to do or i have a hobby that i love to do if it's going to cause dis- disruption amongst my you know my family and amongst me and my wife especially then i need to be willing to sacrifice that man for the yeah. sake of er- everything being all right with that and then basically eating last man like in all aspects like so decisions that that, that i every decision that i make you know is made with my wife in line you know what i'm saying like how's it going to affect her and so just sacrificing you know sacrificing um and and, you know spending time in prayer for you know not making it about me so that's what i mean by sacrificing yeah got you that's kind of like kind of like with you what's your favorite shot to take on on the um court i guess corner right three exactly so it's a three-point shot correct yep so sacrifices like this andrew i don't want you taking that three, that corner three right there. Mm-hmm. I want you to, you know, get to the cup right now for the next four or five minutes. Yeah. Be- because, you know, that's a guaranteed higher percentage shot for the team. 
and the team needs you to score that way. Mm-hmm. Now, man, coach, I can make this out here. This is my favorite shot out here, right? <laughs> yeah. But if someone has asked you to do something that's going to benefit everybody else at that time. So mm-hmm. that's what sacrificing is, man. I yeah. hope that that makes a better no, analogy for you. No, that, that makes a lot more sense. And, like, yeah, I mean, mainly overall, like, not thinking about yourself. And thinking Absolutely. About others. Yeah. And I guess, like, moving on from sacrifice. So we can move on to, like, basketball, too. And I'll probably have some other questions about, like, fatherhood and family down the road during this podcast. But, like, about sacrifice. So I know um, during the AAU season, we um, played in a lot of tournaments, sometimes far away. Um, like we have to go on a plane sometimes that multiple days, like the Disney one was like five days, six days. So like, I guess, can you like talk about the sacrifice like you make, um, you made there and for the team, like maybe guess talk through the difficulties of like leaving your family, um, for a certain period of time, maybe like five to five days to a week for guess I want to say every weekend, but like multiple weeks throughout the summer. So I guess like, Talk about the sacrifice there. Yeah, man, it's it's a uh, it's definitely a sacrifice, and the main thing is just being away from them. You know, yeah. um, if they could go with me everywhere, man, um, it would make it much easier. But I also understand that um, this is something that my family they want me to do, and they 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 support me because they they do understand that the only time that I will be away is when I have to. Right, mm-hmm. I'm not going to just keep leaving all the time, and so they understand that I'm helping other people to you know to be inspired and to chase their dreams but the tough the difficulties man you know is just being away from my family that's it you know mm-hmm. and that's the biggest thing yeah mm-hmm. um yeah t- I, I totally agree with you on that because sometimes like even for a week yeah it's nice like go far away sometimes we're playing these big tournaments like two to three days but like after five days sometimes a week sometimes i feel a little homesick sometimes i feel um i miss um, the rest of my siblings, my mom at home who couldn't make it. But yeah, um, it is a sacrifice to go to these faraway tournaments and um, not be with your family. But um, yeah, another um, question about basketball. So what's like the most favorite thing you like about coaching? Um, that's a great question, man. The thing that I like, man, is um, being able to meet people and to um, help people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And like going off of that, would you rather, I guess, win like the tournament, get first place, second place, or I wish you say first place, or would you rather have everybody on the team improved? Um, I think well, I'm a little bit different than – yeah. Um, others mm-hmm. when it comes to that. Like, again, I don't know. I can only speak from my yeah. experience, but what what I would do, we don't chase wins, right? Mm-hmm. So if everybody on the team improved and had an opportunity to showcase what they can do, man, and they develop and great, gain great confidence, I could care less whether we come in first or last. That mattered to me. Mm-hmm. Because, yes. you know, we always play the long ball, man. Mm-hmm. You know, the long game. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I think you can, yeah, you can attest to that, you know. Um, yeah letting you work through playing on the perimeter. You know what I'm saying? Coming from playing down low, and then next thing you know, you're on the wing, having to handle the ball, bring the ball up, yeah. um, and being able to work through that. And, you know, that got you prepared for where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, I remember that a lot. Because um, I'm like, I'm, I know myself, I'm not one of the fastest defenders. 
but I know sometimes, um, so you, um, so I can improve. So because you're trying to make uh, make me improve, um, during the basketball game and during the game and just basketball in general. Like sometimes you'll put me, um, you'll trust me and have me guard one of the faster guys. Um, so I can totally get your point there. How you um rather have the team improve and not about like, chasing wins. And I'm I've experienced that a lot. Um coming as a player under you as a coach and um and um another thing is um how is i guess your au organization different from others um well going along what we what we talked about um just now and um I don't like to say my organization because I don't own anything. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't know <laughs> yeah. what you mean. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, I would say, man, um, that, you know, we, we, we develop the total person, uh, mind, body, and spirit. Uh, we don't chase records. We chase transformation and we chase love, right? Yeah. And we just believe the rest will work out, will work mm-hmm. itself out. So mm-hmm. that's, how, that's how I feel like that we, when I say we, because this is, it's a God thing, you know, and you're involved in it as well, your family, but like, that's how we're different. And then me being at the, you know, the pinpoint on it, you know, we, we chase development, transformation over everything. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point too. And I think another way, because I've been at plenty of AAU um, teams for four years. And I think um, um, this or what made this organization different from others, like team Kiran and some other organizations, just the faith aspect as well. Like, um, we'll pray um, before and after every practice, before and after every game. Um, we'll huddle up around each other, put our arms around each other's, um, and then during the games too. And then before the um, practices, we'll go around, um, say what we're grateful for, who we're praying for, and I mean, like the first, the first, um, I think the practice I went to uh, when we did that, like that totally shocked me because that's I've never had that um and on any other AU team before so like and yes like I got to I was close with my a um AU teammates um from my other other AU teams but I feel like what we did um praying before every practice um saying what we're grateful for stuff it felt like we um I got closer with my teammates better than um the teammates I had on previous AU organizations so yeah I think the faith aspect is a big difference between our organization than the um, other AU teams I was on. Um, but yeah, so I guess like going off from that too. So like, I guess this is like a broad question. So how do you incorporate like faith into basketball? Um, man, you got some great questions, man. <laughs> um, well, I'll, I'll say it like this, man. Faith is how I even got to basketball. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so, it's already pretty much incorporated when I coach because my faith directs me. So um, everything that we talk about, everything that we do, it's always, you know, um, centered on faith. Right. Um, And so my movements, the way that I speak and encourage young people, some, you know, sometimes when I'm directing passionately or some people may say it is hard, it's all coming from a stance of where my faith is. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I I just like, that's my essence, man. So That, so everything that I do, my faith directs that. So that's how it's mm-hmm. incorporated. Got you on that. Um, and I guess still talking about basketball, moving on, um, 
you're the basketball coach at um, Grace Christian. Um, so I guess, do you want to like elaborate, talk more about um, Grace basketball and how I guess you, other coaches have transformed um, the program and how you guys, um, was, it, was it last season you guys won conference? I mean, uh, well, not. Yeah. I don't know about this season because the whole coronavirus thing. I don't know if that impacted you guys' schedule, but I know the previous year you guys won conference stuff, and I know you and some other coaches. I'm um, transferring the program, bringing in some good players. So I guess, like, can you elaborate more? Yes, sir. Um, Grace Christian, maybe talking about I guess the same stance about AAU ball, maybe how your team maybe is different from other schools' teams, stuff like that. Yeah, that's another great question, Drew. Yeah. Um, and again, that's that's our our program you're right yeah. like none of this stuff belongs to me man it's all god and i know what you mean by that but i just want to make sure that we always yeah. stay pointed towards who gave it to us um so grace christian man grace christian school um go eagles um <laughs> we uh, i've been i've been there going, i just finished my fifth year fifth full year going to my sixth year now um four out of the five years we've been in the conference championship three out of the five years we've won conference we won it back to back last year and this year um, both both conference um, and conference championship. So um, three out of the last five years, well, two out of the last five years, I've won coach of the year. Um, I would have won it this year, but they did away with the award. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, man, you know, we've, we've had a great um, influx of talent um, and just great people that have come to, to want to be a part of the school to start off with. And, being that the basketball program is starting to have some success or has success, people want to be a part of that. So our administration has been great. Um, we got a phenomenal AD in Denver Terrace. Um, and what, what has happened, man, is that um, it's cultivated a family atmosphere and people want to be a part of it. And, yeah. you know, so it's just been, um, hum- it's been very humbling to see. Um, it's, we give all glory to God, man. Um, because we know without without God's hand on it, it's not going to flourish, man. And so we did it. The we did it. The, the the we came up the rough side, man. You know, we developed. We had some guys that come in from different schools, um, and you know, they they bought into they bought into something bigger than themselves, man. They're willing to sacrifice, and yeah. so now this is where we are. Now we're one of the premier private schools in the state of North Carolina. Um, yeah. So. Before, before you know, we, we got there. Um, this was something that they were hoping that could could happen, and you know, it's happened, man. So we're just grateful yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, that was a good point about um, one of the premier schools because I know around Christmas time every year there's um, John Wall Invitational Tournament, and then I know you guys got selected, and I know you guys um, were fortunate to play in that tournament because I know there's a lot of teams who would like to play in that because it's at a high level. Um, a lot of people go to that. Um, it's highly watched across the country because a bunch of good schools go down there. So I guess there could be multiple questions coming off of, like, not specifically the tournament, but I guess, like, stress and stuff. So, like, how – was that, like, a – was that was that your guys' um, first time um, playing in that tournament? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, first so- time. Very grateful for the uh, John Wall and John Wall Foundation for inviting us. Um, it's a great tournament. Um, but it was very also it's, it's very very high level, very stressful yeah. um, for a lot of our guys, a lot of our kids to come up watching that, and so to actually be a part of it, man, was kind of one of those eye opening experiences for us. Um, mm-hmm. It taught us a lot. Um, but you know, whenever, if ever we get invited back again, um, 
you know, we, we'll know what to expect, man. But um, the way that we dealt with that, man, was a lot of prayer and yeah. just staying grounded because the reality is that, you know, it was a great platform, but God doesn't change whatever platform we're on. And that's what I had mm-hmm. to remind myself. So yeah. make it about, make it about grace. Don't make mm-hmm. it about coach D or the players <laughs> on this team. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. That's a good point. You mean, yeah. And yeah. Coming off, I think you might already answer this already, but like, and these tournaments in AU tournaments, especially the John Wall tournament too, like how do you um, like handle anxiousness or how do you handle nervousness like before a game or during a game, during like a tight moment, a tight moment, like fourth quarter, a minute left down by one. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you handle those emotions? Man, um, that's still a work in progress for me. Some things that I found to work for me because I'm always nervous um, before any game, regardless of how big or, small people may think it is because I, I just want to do the right thing for the kids mm-hmm. and represent God. But one thing that I found to work for me, man, is to have things written down on no cards. So if I say, okay, you know, what happens if we're up one with a minute to go, or we're down, you know, one with a minute to go, like I have different scenarios on a card so I can already go to it. So we call it forethought. So you're not surprised by the moment. A lot of times, you know, people get nervous when they don't, when they're not prepared for, you know, um, and then sometimes, you know, uh, well, I don't want to say when they're not prepared, when they haven't thought about, you know, which way it can go. It can go either way. And mm-hmm. so just trying to stay ready so you don't have to get ready type mentality. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I totally get you on that because before every game, I try to set like 10 minutes aside. I listen to some, some like calming music and I like close my eyes and imagine myself like shooting shots in a game. I would know I would shoot or maybe shooting different shots in this game because this team plays different defense than, than any other team we played. So I do that. So I do like, um, I do that. So like when I'm in the game and that situation happens, I'm not completely shocked because I've already been thinking about that. I already know what to do. So I totally get you on that. Like um reading like your note cards and stuff. So you're not completely surprised in the moment. Cause I've been doing that for a while now. I think since freshman year of high school ball and it's helped me a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and another thing, too. So, um, like, coaches in general, I think all coaches in basketball, like, um, have gotten mad during a game. Um, like, players make mistakes. Um, so, like, and I know, <laughs> like, joking a little bit, I know multiple times when you've gotten mad at me in a game. But um, <laughs> so, so, like, how, like, do you, like, control your anger, like, when you're coaching, um, I guess, or um, I guess this can kind of go towards with the anxious or nervousness question, but it's a different emotion. So, like, yeah, how would you um, control anger? So, um, again, it goes back to um, being prepared and then expectations. Sometimes, like, um, and even when you're talking about me, you know, getting mad at you, I don't know if yeah. you're necessarily getting mad, but just if we've discussed something already yeah, and, then, or, and I've told you, you know, multiple times or told a player multiple times, or if I feel like a player is not playing up to their expectations, you know, it's yeah. on me as a coach um, yeah. to be able to, you know, try to help the kid work through it. And mm-hmm. I hadn't done the best of job with that um, in the past. Like, I think I'm, you know, well, I know I'm getting better at it. You know, because the more that I'm able to look at film, the more I'm able to, you know, learn from different situations, man. Um, nobody likes to be yelled at as far as like, you know, negatively, you know, and coaching, 
you know, you're going to hear loud voices. That's just how it goes because the gym is going on. You got people talking, you know, but, um, one, again, one thing that, that has helped me though, again, is prayer. And then also too, man, just being prepared for the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a good point you said earlier because the previous AU or, um, organizations I've been on, like when a coach get mad at me or some other players, like half the time we're the halftime, we wouldn't know what we did wrong. Like we didn't know what made our coach get mad at us. But what you said earlier, and I totally understand this because I know a lot of times like you um, like call timeouts, multiple timeouts to tell us to do the same thing over and over again. So um, when you get mad at us during game, we I know exactly what um, I did wrong. And it's not just like you just got um, ticked off for some um, um, some reason. It's because you've told us something um, and we didn't follow up on it and you told us multiple times. So, yeah, that was that was a good point um, you made um, because I understand when I made mistakes in the game, I know exactly what I did wrong or until you told me uh, what I did wrong. But like previous other organizations, I would mess up and or sometimes the coach would get mad at me. and I have no clue what I did wrong. But for you, for instance, it's just because. I didn't follow up on something that I was told to do like multiple times. So that was a good point you made on that. Um, and I guess another question too is um, like all of us, like um, I know maybe your grace Christian, I don't know about your grace Christian players too, but I think they do. And, um, and I know all of us on the dream chasers organization um, that on the dream chasers team, um, like we respect and listen to you. So, like, a point off of that, like, not just for you, maybe other coaches too, maybe who are listening to this, like, how, what's, like, the biggest thing, how to make um, players respect and listen to you? Well, I mean, um, not just, like, basketball in general, maybe, like, in life, for, like, people to respect and listen to you. But I guess we're talking about basketball, maybe just in this case. So how do you, like, make players So I don't. That's you? a great question, man. I don't think that you make people respect you as a coach. I think that you mm-hmm. – um, you help people to see the value in what you're doing for them. And out of that, and out of you loving them and seeing how much they, that you genuinely care about them, that, that, that respect comes because, mm-hmm. because then humility comes and then appreciation comes. You can't have respect without, you know, appreciation or humility. Right. Yeah. And letting them know too, man, like, you know, they have a say in what goes on out here. You know what? Mm-hmm. I'll call a timeout and ask you guys, what do you think? What do you want to play? Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. letting the kids have some autonomy in it. And so um, I don't think I have ever tried to make a kid respect me like mm-hmm. like you better. You're going to do it this like, nah, you know, no, yeah. you're going to do you're going to do it the team's way or you gonna do it our way, my way, which is what we what we do. Mm-hmm. And this is why we're going to do it. And mm-hmm. prayerfully, they'll see it that way. Mm-hmm. So. No. Yeah. yeah, that was a good that was a good point, man. I um, totally understand. I totally understand that. I totally get you um, where you're coming from. Um, I guess moving on too. So, like, what's the biggest thing um, that kills like team chemistry or team bonding? Like, what do you think? Like a factor? Or um, quality? I would. Well, I say it's two things: selfishness and entitlement. Yeah, selfishness mm-hmm. and entitlement, man. You can't yeah. because it's a, it's a team sport, man. It's a team sport. You cannot play it without five or the, four other people on the court with you. So if you're selfish, you know, in, in mentality, selfish in thought, and selfish in deed, man, it's not going to work. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that was a good point. I and mean, can you talk more about entitlement? Um, entitlement means when a player or players um, think that you, they don't have to listen. Like, oh, like know, they're better than someone? A- absolutely. And that, yeah. they're, and that they're better than the, the team. You know, mm-hmm. you know our, our, our slogan is there's no one man above the crew, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Nobody's entitled to anything, all right? And mm-hmm. um, so having that idea that your guys give to the team or like that, that's the difference between being confident and being entitled or cocky or arrogant, right? Yeah. You know, so that's what that means. Entitlement gotcha. also means not listening when you're supposed mm-hmm. to listen, that you're above mm-hmm. reproach, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those things will kill a team and they will kill a career as well. Yeah. Yeah. Not just like for basketball too, but like in jobs too. Absolutely. Um, later in life. So yeah, it's not just for basketball. It's everyday life too. Yep. Um, and I guess I'm, like moving on to the positive side. So like as a coach, what are like, what are like the one or two qualities um, you want each of your players or like something or maybe like qualities like coaches like in general in a player? Um, I think, Coaches like kids that stay humble, that work hard, that listen, um, and to listen not just to them but to their parents and respect their parents. Um, mm-hmm. Players that are great teammates, right? And um, players that, that show gratitude, man, you know? So mm-hmm. um, everything else stems off of that, man. Yeah. Yeah, and I was – yeah, like moving – like coming off from that, so I know you texted me the other day what I've learned from you and I've learned to like it's not all about basketball. Um, basketball doesn't love you back. The game doesn't love you back. Um, it's about the community, helping others, serving the poor. Um, so yeah, like gratitude, um, being thankful for um, things, being humble, serving others, not thinking um, um, you're better than someone. Because in God's eyes, we're all equal. Um, like we're not better um, um, than the beggars in the streets. Um, we're equal. Um, we're um, we're 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 supposed to serve them, and that's an yeah that's another thing. That was a difference between um, Dream Chasers um, and previous organizations too. Like because I know we had like that sign up genius um um to go feed the poor at the food um to serve the poor at the food bank. Uh, I never had that at another organization, and I know yeah like our big emphasis in the organization was to help others serve the poor, um, be grateful for things in life, respect respect our parents. Um, yes, I mean, we had, we had the same talks to other organizations, but it felt like um, this organization, Dream Chasers, it's a lot more emphasis on that. So that was an, another point why um, Dream Chasers, different organization from others in a positive way. So that was a good point you made on that. And, um, so I guess like moving on, I guess, so about talking about basketball, um, or some about basketball, um, you are a PE teacher at Grace Christian, correct? That is correct. So how, how do you like, so I guess like, I guess when talk more about like your PE job and guess what you do as a um, PE teacher, PE coach and how it's like important for kids to um, be healthy in spirit, mind and body. Um, let's see here, man. So man, first of all, being a PE coach is, a PE teacher is great, man. Um, PE is very instrumental. Um, and, you know, all three of those things, man, you're talking about spirit, mind, and body, right? And, um, mm-hmm. but, and it also allows kids to socially interact with others that they normally probably wouldn't, right? Um, yeah. It helps with people skills, problem-solving skills in a high-stress high environment because a lot of times we're playing 
cooperative games or co-ed games, man, where, you know, there's a lot of emotion, a lot of adrenaline going on. And um, it, it forces you to be able to have to work, work things out on the fly in a high impact environment, man. And so it's a great, mm-hmm. out, it's a great outlet, brother. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess this is another question I thought of. So like for Grace Christian, is there like, um, do the high schoolers get PE too? Cause I know, um, if yeah. I went to Thales Academy, the high schoolers wouldn't have got PE and I don't, well, I, I'm taking a fitness elective. So it's the first our school has PE. So like, do high schoolers get PE too as well? Yes. At ninth grade, we still, they st- after ninth grade, they stopped taking, having to require to take PE, but they have, we have cross training. And so a lot of kids oh, take cross cool. training. Yeah. Weightlifting and cross training. So Very cool. that's a mix between games, lifting, indoor, outdoor activities. Um, so yeah, man. So, that's cool. Yep. Yeah. That's great. Um, another question um, about basketball. So like, this is a broad question too. So like, tell me some of um, um, your most favorite basketball memories. Man, we have a lot, man. I got a lot of those, man. <laughs> yeah, I've been coaching <laughs> 20 years, man. So it's a lot. Um, I think, man, you know, some of the best memories that I have, man. And I mean, I mean, there were so many great games and outcomes, but going back again to just kids achieving their dreams, like you, for instance, like, you know, being able to know that you're going to play basketball at a school that wants you and the school that you love, and thinking about your journey, like those are the moments that mean the most to me, man. Like, you know, being able to help a kid or be a part of a kid's journey that, you know, that pretty, you know, that wanted to go on and play at the next level and seeing you grind and, and being a part of that. Like, those yeah. are the best memories for me, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, as you were saying, I was thinking about um, what you were saying earlier. Um, you're thinking about others and not um, just yourself. Like, um, you want other people succeed um you put others um before you so that was um that was a good point what you made um there and i guess like um coming off of that too because you're talking about um because i'm playing at the next level in college and i know there's been other players you had you had in dream chasers and um grace christian are going on um to the next level too so like what are some of the top tips for high school um basketball players who want to play at the next level um man work hard Work hard, stay coachable, you know, um, and, um, you know, keep an open mind, you know, stay, stay, stay coachable, stay coachable. So those are the biggest things that I can give them, man. Yeah. And that was a good point. What you said, an open mind, because my fresh, yes, I, I watched a lot of college basketball throughout my life, but like freshman year, I think junior year hit that I realized, wow, like D1, wow super competitive but like so freshman year I, w- I, w- I wasn't open-minded at all i spent countless hours um emailing to uh, like d1 schools um really high d2 schools like i wasn't open-minded at all i was um wasting a lot of time like i wouldn't say i was wasting time i was getting i was getting pro- i was making progress but i was sending a bunch of emails to schools like there were no way i would play at but as soon as like junior year hit that's when i like and then also like freshman sophomore year too I was always like, I was thinking, oh, D3 schools, like, oh, they're trash. Um, the players are not good at all. But I didn't, I didn't, my mind um, opened up junior year. Um, it was like a kind of like a reality hit, too. Like, wow, like, I need to make some progress soon because none of these D1, D2 schools are um, reaching back to me. Some of them are, but not none D1, some D2 schools. But I was like, wow, I need to be more open minded. I need to research more about D3 schools. So that's when I reached more about D3 schools. And I realized, too, like, 
wow, they're not crappy teams at all. They're not crap schools at all. Because, for instance, where I'm going, there's some D2, D1 players on the team. And the reason why I'm on the team, too, is because they didn't want to have the time commitment um, that, that you have to have for a D1 and D2 basketball athlete. Absolutely. Um, so that's why I'm, the, I, I'm Franciscan. I played open gym with them, and they're, they're ballers. Um, they grind like they dive on the ball for loose balls. Like, they do everything they can to um, help their team. So that, like, visit in junior year with made me open mind and realize, wow, like, D3 sports are not bad at all. And it's for kids who maybe don't want to have um, – just like straight up basketball, they want to have like a social life too and be able to enjoy college. I'm not saying like D1, D2 players don't enjoy basketball, um, enjoy life at all. I'm just saying there's like more free time, more opportunity time in D3. So um, I totally get what you're saying about open-minded because it's very important because if you're ignorant, then um, I'm just saying, oh, that division's trash. But later down the road, um, you might actually need to contact that division. So that was a good point you had on that um and i guess moving on from um kind of related to this so like how many um kids how many players have you coached um that have gone um to play in college or maybe even beyond <laughs> so man you know i like talking about this stuff man <laughs> <laughs> um all right because it's you though man i'll answer that man it's it's, yeah. over, it's over 65 man that's good man i'll just say that's that. great it's yeah. great um it's, I mean, that shows too. Like, um, um, you you put them over yourself. Um, um, you put your um time, you put your commitment um for them, so they can reach their um, lifelong goal, um, and to play college well. So, um, that's very good of you. Um, see, so looking on my other questions. Um, oh, here's another one. Um, here we go. So, do you have? A favorite AAU tournament um, you've ever um... – Yeah, AAU Nationals down in Florida, Orlando. Yep. Yep, I when it was live. And, my friend just um, – It's me. just – Sorry. Um, yeah, well, like, what was your um, favorite um, no, AAU okay. tournament you coached in? <laughs> uh, the oh, Nationals, well. AAU Nationals, man, down in Orlando. Second to none. Um, yeah. You know, always a great event high notch you know so when it was a live live event man tons of coaches yeah that was really teams, fun too so and i mean that one there i still remember yeah. we lost our first two games we went on a four game winning streak um we all trusting ourselves um trusting one another um one third place um got medals that was that was real um that was real fun we got a picture taken and stuff down at the bottom so yeah that was probably one of my favorite AU tournaments too absolutely um, it's a great it was a great way to um finish the absolutely. season um Finished playing with one another, so yeah, it was that was probably one of my favorite AU tournaments, um, as well. And another thing, so what was um your most? Maybe you already answered this um earlier on the podcast. So like, what was your most fun moment with um AAU ball? Mm-hmm. It, it's been a lot of them, man. Um, but like again, seeing seeing young men like yourself go on to to you know do do great things in life man mm-hmm. um to live out their dreams um but there have been so many games where we've won at the buzzer or lost at the buzzer you know just you know or kids you know moments where it's like they have an aha moment and they really understand they could play at this level and have an opportunity to go on you know so it's it's been so many mm-hmm. moments of those man so i'm just grateful for all of those moments so i don't think i can pinpoint one um yeah yeah, totally true on that because there was a bunch of fun moments we had. 
over this past two years. And I guess another one, maybe there's, maybe there's been multiple. So what was um, the funniest moment you've ever had with AU ball? If you can recall anything. Oh, man. <laughs> it's been a, been a lot of those too, man. Um, um, man, that's, uh, Probably, man, I had a kid one time. Um, oh, no. Shoot the ball oh, in the no. basket, you know? So, <laughs> like, right after halftime, he had forgot that we had switched, and so he took <laughs> off the other way, and everybody's yelling oh. to go back the other way. I mean, that, I've up. seen that before so, happen in high school yep. too, so I <laughs> totally get you on that. Um, mm-hmm. So, I guess this is kind of moving on from um, basketball, too. Um, so, like, yeah, I mean, we could talk about college, too, so, like, not like overall, but specifically about um, you. So, like, what did you study in college? Mm-hmm. So, I studied uh, religion That's, and philosophy. And uh, what college did you study yep. that at? Shaw University. Yeah. Shaw University. <laughs> go, yeah, go go Bears. Downtown Rock, North Carolina. <laughs> I know. Hey, they're, um, didn't they have a player who um, um, went to the NBA? I know recently, right? Yeah. Um, they they had one last year um, that got drafted. Um, wow. That was playing for the Knicks, if I'm not mistaken. But they had somebody before yeah, as that's... well, uh, Ronald Flip Murray. He played. Wow. He played. Um, played for Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's did, that's did great. Really well, yeah, man. I know. So, I know. There's a. I know Sean University mm-hmm. is a good basketball school. I've heard many stories. Um, actually, been to a game once years ago with my friends. It was some like thing associated with the YMCA because I work at the Y, so I went to go see. I was lucky to go see a game. Really fun and entertaining. Um, I don't know who they played, Absolutely. but I know I went to one. And it was, yeah, those, um, they're really good at basketball, too. Um, I guess could you um, – a little bit more about the faith because you said you studied about the um, faith. And I guess this can be one of our closer questions um, unless you have anything to ask me. So, like, how um, – like, overall, how has um, God changed you throughout the years? Um, it's a great question, man. Um, I I think um, I guess, man, God, over the years, God has just showed showed Himself so faithful and showed me His goodness. Right, um, Romans Romans two and four says, "It's the goodness of the Lord that leads man to repentance." You know, and so, you know, what repentance means to change and go a different way, right? And so, um, thinking back thinking back over my life and over my coaching career, like how, how much God has just always loved me and been so gracious to me and, you know, been so good to me, man. And uh, so being able to look back, that's how the, the, the mm-hmm. and to see that in spite of me, yeah, um, that's that, really that, that's changed me, man. That was, a, you know? that was a good point you made about um, repent repentance because I've been saying these prayers to like make me, so whenever I sin, um, to realize what I've done was wrong and to repent and ask God for his grace and be like, God, so I've committed for this sin. I know um, what I did was very bad. And I've, I've seen myself change in that aspect. Um, like since like the cu- past couple months for saying this, like the certain prayer and it made me realize like every time I make the, the wrong action, make the wrong mistake, lose my temper or realize what I've done is wrong. Um, so yeah, that was a small thing about me that helped. God has changed me. I wouldn't say throughout the years, but about these past couple months, but there's been some other things, um, how he has um, changed me throughout the years. But yeah. 
Um, yeah, that's all my questions. Uh, we went through all of those um, questions. So is there um, anything else you'd like to share? Anything else you'd like to ask me? Oh, no, man, I'm good. I just, you know, man, I just want to tell you congratulations you. on all your success, man. I'm so proud of you. And keep keep uh, yeah. keep keeping Christ first in your heart, man. And you know, loving loving your parents and obeying them, and your you know, loving your sisters, love your family, and it's man, sure. you know, things are just gonna work out for you, brother. It's you sure. know, so so excited <laughs> Thank to see you. what God's taking. Yeah, you. overall, so God will lead the way. Man. God will lead the way. Um, um, trust in the Lord. Um, trust in His goodness. And yes, sir. All right, Coach. Um, yeah, thank you for coming on today. Um, I definitely keep you updated. Um, definitely, hopefully, um, praying that the virus doesn't interfere with um, college basketball season. Um, I don't know if the NCAAs could come out with anything soon. Um, probably not right now, probably later on. But hopefully, virus doesn't affect the season because that will be kind of a bummer for um, freshman year. Um, so. Yeah. Absolutely. It's going to all work out, bro. The Romans eight twenty eight. Look, man, yeah, love anytime, you. Coach. Love you, too. Thank you for having me on. All right, yeah, and, I will. Uh, all right, thanks, we'll, Coach. We'll, we'll talk soon. All right, okay? bye. Thank you for listening to the Late Night Facts Box podcast. Um, remember to reach out to me at latenightfactsforbacks.gmail.com and on Twitter at latenightfacts. Thank you for listening to some facts um, about basketball, how, um, about being a good father, about how to cultivate a good father-son, father-daughter relationship. Um. Thank you for listening about AU ball, um, basketball in general, um, some tips to have as a player, some things not to have as a player, um, how to make it to the next level, um, how to trust in the Lord, um, trust in his goodness, trust in his mercy, um, trust in his plan for you, and that he will always lead you down the right path. All right, guys. Um, Backs out. Good night.